It was 4-1, Dave. 4-1, and this time it was the Maple Leafs coming back to get the victory. They're now one game away from round number two. Let's break it all down on today's edition of Locked on Leafs. Your Locked on Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the April 25th edition of the Lockdown These Podcasts, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, uh, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, uh, also a writer for the NHLPA. Lockdown Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free. Wherever you get your podcast from, you can also catch us up on YouTube. we got five videos coming out each week, every morning, uh, Monday through Friday. So make sure that you are subscribed and get that content. Uh, download the Game Time app. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Dave, we got to witness it together in person, my friend. Yeah, it was a, kind of a bit, not last, but we were kind of planning this a little bit. And yep. And, and I'm glad we did, dude. Like, we got to witness the Maple Leafs, like, legitimately exercise their demons. I mean, it was 4 1 has been such a phrase that has haunted Leaf fans yeah. forever. And tonight, they were down 4 1 with less than 10 minutes to go in the game. And they're the ones who forced the Tampa Bay Lightning to collapse. They're the ones that came back in that game, scored three goals in six minutes and 20 seconds, took this thing to overtime, and not just came close, right? Last yeah. year was all about coming close. They're right there, right there. They bursted through the door, and they got the game winner, Alex Kerfoot, with a great tip, and they actually won the freaking game, Dave. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was in doubt after a terrible 20 minutes of play. Never in doubt, though. Never. They were taking a page out of the Edmonton Oilers playbook. Right? Yeah. Terrible first period. And then, you know, allow the opposition to think that they're going to win the game and then just chip away and end up winning that thing in overtime 5-4. It's literally exactly what Edmonton did the night before. Yeah, I mean, Edmonton did turn things around in the second period. Of course, Edmonton get a little bit of power play help in that second period to kind of get them there. But the Leafs, they, what they did was they, they didn't just bury their heads and say, you know what, we're going to focus on to game five. No, because you know what? In the playoffs, they realize you can't just wait for the next opportunity. You gotta try to get those opportunities when they're right in front of you. And they didn't. They didn't give up. They didn't give up. That's a big, big plus for this group. It is, and and for me, it was honestly one of those games, and it was one of those moments, like where they where they tied it and then actually won the game. It's like, you know, this is another one of those. This year feels different moments. Like the Leafs typically are on the other end of the collapse. And this year, they, they weren't. We, we thought that it was special to come back in that game on Saturday in Game 3. But then to do it here, you know, so reminiscent of, of you know, the, the, the collapse of Game 7, realistically, if you think back to 2013, it wasn't in a Game 7, which is why it's not as bad for Tampa. But to go into Amelie Arena, a place where Tampa Bay has been really good really good and, and almost unbeatable over the course of this last three-year run that they've had and just running roughshod in the on the nhl and for them to go in there and take two not one but two i i think is just absolutely 
incredible. And now they head to Toronto with a 3-1 lead and a chance to uh, three cracks at it, really, to advance into round two. Yeah, especially, you know, when all of a sudden it's the Alex Kaloran game for Tampa. And you're just like, you just got to beat Alex Kaloran, man. Like, he's just, it's just one of those <laughs> games. And then they just decide, you know what? Let's let's not let Alex Kaloran be the story of this game. Let's let's change the narrative in some way. And, and in a lot of ways, I was, you know, when we were going through everything, it's like you're breaking down walls with each victory, right? Yeah. Unable to get that overtime win. That one's gone. Unable to make, have a comeback. We saw the stat when the Leafs were trailing. They only had one win when they were lo- losing yeah. in the playoffs. And the stats, it's just every single game we're starting to see a, a wall being broken down by this Leafs team. And, and now, like not to, to look ahead because we still got so much to break down from this game, but now is probably the, the final buzzword key phrase that needs to get checked off. Do they Do they have the killer instinct, Dave? They got a team on the ropes up 3-1. Can they put them away? And not just any team, the three-time Eastern Conference champions. Like, can they put them away? That's that's going to be the the goal come, what do they play, Thursday, I believe? So they get a couple nights off. Yeah. So they'll play Thursday. And uh, can they put them away, right? That's, that's the only thing at this point that I think is being left unchecked. But like, let's let's not sit here and think that the Maple Leafs, although they're up three one, like they're very lucky to be up three one. Yep. I wouldn't say that this game tonight was a okay. spectacular game. Like that first period was was brutal again. A tough start. Samsonov allowed a couple of goals, and when they made it four one, Kalorn, you know, ripped that one off the post and in towards the end of the second period. I I was counting the Leafs out. I thought it was. I thought they were done. To be honest with you, <laughs> and then Austin Matthews finally arrived. Right, the Austin Matthews that we've been waiting for. He's been good in this series, but he hasn't put the team on his back and, and, and been the guy. He hasn't been a difference maker. Tonight he was. Two big-time goals to get this Leafs team back into it when they're seemingly down and out. It was 4-1 with, with less than 10 minutes to go, and he's able to score not once but twice in just a few minutes to really give this team life and jumpstart that uh, that comeback the big one for me is there's that i think it was in the second period where austin matthews is in the offensive zone he's got daylight in front of him mm. and he decides to pass it off to mark giordano at the point and then nothing comes about it you didn't like that huh did, did not appreciate that from austin matthews austin matthews is a guy that when the puck is on his stick he's got to be the one to take those got to rip it there and I, I, it's changed in that third period, right? He didn't have to do a lot, right? You know, he got the great feed uh, for the first goal that he scored, you know, and then the great tip on the power play, you know, like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's great when you can see your superstar players just with, with the snap of finger, just change the game. Right. And I think in the intermission, Elliot Freeman was kind of saying like, it's gotta be the core guys that pull if the, if the least want any chance, it's the core guys that got to pull them out of it. Matthew scores twice. Riley again playing, you know, the hero. Unbelievable. That we just don't, you know, it, it, it's great to see that Morgan Riley is finding the, that shot. And, and it's also the respect now you're seeing Tampa give to him that they weren't doing early in the, in the series. Again, late in that third period, Kaloran is like right up in Riley's face as soon as he has the puck on his stick. That's respect that Morgan Riley was not getting earlier in this series or even in, during the season. Well, I'll say this. Up until about midway through the third, Tampa did a really good job of of shutting down Toronto's offense. They were suffocating the neutral zone. You know, they weren't allowing Toronto to to dump the puck in and retrieve anything. They couldn't get anything going. And then, you know, something clicked. Sheldon Keefe kind of switched up the lines there, you know, in the middle of the second period. And 
things started to open up for them, and more so especially in the third where they finally you know got loose, got a little bit of space, and were able to get some shots off. But it's interesting that you look at you know the the goals that we're seeing go past Vasilevsky this season, and and it's not what you would anticipate. Like when you think of playoff goals, you think about goals that are in tight, goals that are scored, you know, right on top of the goalie, you know, off a rebound. That's typically how playoff goals are scored, garbage ones. That's not really what we're seeing from Toronto. Now, they're not all lasers and they're not all beautiful shots. Matthews did have a really nice shot, at, uh, you know, this <laughs> in this game. But then you think back to the other goals, right? Like Morgan Riley from the point, traffic in front, right? Yeah. So I think there's two things that the Maple Leafs have really been doing well that is resulting in them being able to find offense. Because this is now, you look at it, through four games, they've got 19 goals on Andre Vasilevsky. Andre Vasilevsky, Dave. Like, that's that's not something that happens ever, man. Like, they found a recipe for success. And like I said, it's two things. They are getting they're getting bodies in front of him so they're taking away his sight lines and he's not seeing these pucks and by also getting bodies in front of them they're able to get sticks on these pucks yeah. and they're redirecting them there's a really interesting quote from um Derek Lalonde who's doing a pretty good job on on the Sportsnet coverage and he had a, a quote and keep in mind Derek Lalonde was the lightning assistant coach for the last 3 seasons knows his team Actually, I think more than that, but he's been he was with yeah, them for a, while, for a while with those cups, and he knows his team very well. He's now the head coach of the Detroit Red Wings, but he's doing some uh, just some you know for whatever reason doing some media work in the off season. But he came out and he said the Lightning staff did a study back in the day. Vasilevsky was actually one of the lower percentage goalies in finding pucks from the point. We actually changed our entire D zone and improved our pass rush. So why are these goals going in from some so from so far out and why are the Leafs taking so many shots from the point and why are they getting all these high tips and and finding success? Well, that's the book on Andre Vasilevsky. And it's it's crazy that they've actually found what the book is that's taken teams so long to figure that out, but 19 goals in 4 games, man, that's that says something. Yeah, and credit to Sheldon Keefe and the coaching staff for realizing that, right? Like, we've given Sheldon Keefe a lot of grief of how he's been outcoached in a lot of times during the playoffs, and he, they, they clearly they did their they did their homework, right? That's what they're that's what the scouts are for. That's what the video coaches are for. They're they're looking for those weaknesses and the holes in in Vasilevsky's game, and we we just said there aren't many, but now you're starting to see a trend when when it comes to how they're allowing those goals, right? So. Tampa's done such a good job, especially, uh, you know, in front of the net, clogging up the middle of the ice there. The Leafs, and we were saying how many shots the Leafs were taking from the point during the game. That's because the Leafs tru truly believe that that's the, those, per, per, those chances are a higher percentage just because that, that, those shots are available for them, and they're going to try their best to get those opportunities. Austin Matthews, two of the three goals we've seen him score in the last couple of games have been tips in yeah. front of the net. Dude, the game winner, right? Alex Kerfoot, a beautiful tip. Oh. And just unable to react to it quick enough was Vasilevsky and ends up in the back of the net. And Toronto's up 3 uh, 1, heading into into game five, a chance to, to, to win this thing in five games, a chance to go through in round two. Like, I can't even imagine if they come back to Toronto and actually win this thing in five, what type of scene we'll see in that building and outside of the building, the subways. Like you were saying, you were texting a buddy, and apparently the subways are just insane right now. 
just people partying, just having a good time. And we're not even at that point where Lisa won. That was game three. They won a third. They need to win four to win the series, and they're partying after three. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be wild, man. I mean, it's been so long since this team has had any amount of success that what they're doing right now, like it just really does feel like this is the year that this is the season that they finally burst through. And then once they get through that one round, once they get over that hurdle, man, who knows how far this. Uh, this club could go. All right, let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, let's continue to break down this game. We've got our three stars that we got to get to. And then uh, we also uh, got to chat a, a little bit about, you know, game five and one of the big decisions that loom for Sheldon Keefe. So we'll get into all that and more on the other side. But first, Dave, a word from one of our show sponsors. It's our good friends at Indeed. Yep, when you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? you're building your talented roster you need indeed indeed is the hiring platform we can attract interview and hire all in one place don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with indeed find top talent fast with indeed suite of powerful hiring tools like matching assessments and virtual interviews hate waiting indeed's us data shows over 80 percent of indeed employers buying quality candidates who resumes on Indeed, match their job descriptions the moment they sponsor a job. Candidates you invite on Indeed to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who are only seen in search, according to the U.S. Indeed data. Indeed does the hard work hiring for you. Sponsor a job, and they'll match you with a quality candidate whose resume on Indeed fit your job description right when you post with Indeed. You can start hiring fast. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application price is not available for everyone. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back into the Locked On These Podcasts. It's Mike DiStefano and my good friend Dave Morissuti. We got to watch the game together, and what a game it was. I mean, through 20 minutes of play, we weren't exactly thrilled with the performance, no. obviously. And then, uh, you know, after the next 20, even still, down 4-1, it was even worse. And you're thinking, you know what, they're, they're playing a little bit better, but still, 4-1 against that team, like, that just does not happen. I think I saw the Lightning when they lead going into the third period. This in the regular season, they were like twenty-eight, one and two. So <laughs> it was it was probably going to be unlikely that this team was going to be able to to beat them again after doing it in Game Three in comeback fashion. But the fact that they able they were able to pull it off was was pretty pretty darn impressive. Um, what else stuck out to you about tonight's performance? Yeah, I mean. Uh... There, there was quite a bit. Like, the, the changing of the lines, I felt like, was needed. I, I was saying, like, yeah. Tavares and Nylander couldn't play together in that, de- especially in the defensive no. zone. And they were on the ice again for another goal at 5-on-5. Five five. I, I, that's now, what, six six goals that they've been on the yeah. ice at 5-on-5 five five in this series? It's, it is it is a little bit of a liability. So good on Sheldon Keefe to realize, like, hey, we got to switch something up here, and it worked. Yeah, not only that, but we going into the game, we thought that that wasn't even going to be a possibility because – talking about Marner and Matthews being split up. And they were for a bit. I know for the first goal, technically Marner was the one that uh, that fed Austin Matthews the puck on the goal there. But, yeah, you, you just felt like something needed to, need to change because the big boys, when they're not performing, it's because 
you know, Sheldon Keefe hasn't really been willing to make those changes. But I think the also other important thing was that Matthew Nyes, again, goes and gets himself bumped up in the lineup. And Sheldon Keefe clearly trusts him to play a lot more, in, especially late in the game there. I think what gets lost just because you, you look at the game and there's so much offensively brilliant things that we talk about for them to get back into it, tie the game, and ultimately win it in overtime. But that game probably doesn't get to overtime if Matthew Nyes doesn't swipe that puck off the off the goal line, right? Like, if, if that's another goal that Tampa's able to get there, was that in the second period, I want to say? First or second period? It was second pretty period, early in the yeah. game. Um, if, if that is, if that's a goal that stands, like, I mean, that, that would have been a backbreaking one for them to try and come back from too. That's just another one that, that Tampa is able to get. Now, again, you could obviously sit here and say that the game probably would have unfolded differently if that goal would have counted and whatever. I get it. Alternate universe type stuff, but still, uh, an, an unbelievable heads up play from a kid who literally is playing his sixth professional hockey game. And with him in the lineup, the Leafs are now. Six and zero, Dave. Six and zero, and Matthew Nye is in the lineup. With that, and, and it's funny because when we were going into this series, you weren't sure if this kid could do things in the defensive zone, and then he saves the puck right there. Like, it now has he been perfect through six games? No, I mean there's there's been a lot of good. There's been some some nervous moments. They they bring it up on the bar, broadcast is you know him dealing with NHL bodies, right? Yeah, guys who are gonna outmuscle him for pucks, beat him for those pucks. He's got to work on that a little bit, but he's still making a more positive plays. And again, we were we were thinking that the moment might have been too big for him, but even if he's not scoring, and I understand he hasn't scored yet. He's still having positive uh, contributions every t- most of the time that he's on the ice. Yeah, one hundred percent. So uh, definitely shout out to to Matthew Nyes. Uh, definitely had himself a, a pretty good game. But I just want to like just just look at the simple box score, and this isn't something you typically see at a Toronto. But led in shots, thirty seven to thirty one. Their power play was fifty percent. They took less penalties. Than the Tampa Bay Lightning, they had more hits than the Tampa Bay Lightning. They had more blocks than the Tampa Bay Lightning, and less giveaways than the Tampa Bay Lightning. Which, when you watch the way that game was going, I would not have thought the Leafs would have been leading in a lot of those stats, shots, no. giveaways. I don't know how the faceoff percentage was, but I think Tampa fifty percent, fifty fifty. Wow, because it was looking like Tampa was taking control there early, early in the yeah. game too. I, it's really again the Leafs finding a way just to ch- change things up, play with a little more desperation, right? Tampa just Tampa was playing quite. I wouldn't say desperate; they were pressuring. And I was thinking to myself, I, I don't know if Tampa can sustain this for the whole game. At some point, the Leafs are going to try to wait to flip the switch. And if they catch Tampa gas and just not able to keep up with their pace, I think that's what happened. That's what turned the game around. Tampa just, they were playing at such a high level, hoping that they can get a lead and just hold on. And Leafs just found a way to flip the switch and keep the pace and keep the pressure going right till the end. And that's usually not something you see. I think Tampa maybe just thought the Leafs would revert back to their old ways. This is not the same Leafs team. Too many guys that are just finding ways to get things done. One guy who's really impressed me so far through these playoffs, and he, you know, he had another. His presence was felt tonight physically once again. Was Luke Shen? I mean, just the game that he had in Game Three, um, just 
in terms of being one of the better defenses of the first three games, but then also, you know, taking those chirps, being, you know, that great veteran to, to kind of shield that young team. And then to go out tonight, right, played 18 minutes of ice time, 10 hits. This guy dished Water. out 10 hits tonight. You love to see it out of old Luke Shen coming back to Toronto. And he's been uh, he's been a big a big time contributor on the back end, really, through the these four games. Like I, I've been thoroughly impressed with the way that that guy has played. I mean, yeah, it's especially with Brandon Hagel trying to get into his grill and trying to make it seem like Luke Shen is a nobody <laughs> on the Leafs. I don't want, think that's the case. I don't think that's the case anymore. No. You know, we were concerned about that Riley Shen pairing. Question: right? I don't know if you saw this, but apparently, so you heard Brandon Hagel saying like you stink, like mm-hmm. you're more relevant than than Pat Maroon. I did see a report that there was an extra chirp from Shen to uh, to was it Hagel? No, to Jano. Actually, it wasn't to to Hagel. To Jano, and it was something to the effect of at least that was worth the, the oh, trade return. I, I heard. I heard about something. <laughs> I, 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 my buddy made the chirp as soon as he saw the Hagel thing. He's like, at least I'm worth the trade. Yeah, something like that. Oh, what a chirp by Luke Shen. Yeah, he's, you guys have been great, man. It's it's that that type of character you need in the playoffs, right? Like, yeah, let let Luke Shen deal with that stuff. You know what? That's an important word too. I think character, because because tonight was a character win. Yeah. I would say for for sure. Game three, another character win, and you know, character was probably something that was that's something that was missing with this team. I mean, they had all the skill in the world to you know put on a show every now and then, but. The playoffs, that's that's not what it's all about. It's all about showing good character and mucking things up when things get tight. And, you know, you look at the 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 players that they've brought in. They're all character guys. They're all, you know, dudes who play with a, you know, high level of intensity. They all play hard. They're competitive. They're physical. And it's exactly what this team's been missing, honestly, because that's been – Almost a world of difference between what we saw happen last year in round one, the year before that, the year before that, the year before that, and what we're seeing this year in round one. Yeah. Like, they've gone up 3-1 in series before, but, like, and it's not even that they've played amazing. It's just, you know, you just have belief because, you know, they've been able to play, they've been able to come up big in those critical times. And I think that's sometimes what it takes to win a championship. It's not necessarily that you got to be pillar to post the best, uh, the best team in the game every single night. You just got to come up big in those certain moments. And the Leafs have really done that these last two games. I think the big one too, is all those times the Leafs have been up in the series. They've been playing. It's been easy for them. They haven't really faced that adversity or like just the other team finding a way to just flip the switch right tampa's been throwing their best at toronto yeah the last two games i, I, I mean, haven't been able to find a way to get the win for like tampa that, that that must be a little demoralizing for tampa you have to think so so actually you know what this is a good time for us to, to to break because i was gonna ask you a question about one of the least better players but i imagine that'll come up when we get to our three stars mm-hmm. of the game i would imagine there's one guy in particular who is uh, rather stellar, who I know made my three stars. And, uh, well, you'd be a fool if he didn't make your three stars as well. So I'll save that one for after the break. Uh, But before we get to any of that, Dave, let me tell you guys about one of our show sponsors today, and that's our good pals at Game Time. Buying tickets 
to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all these sports, music, comedy, whatever events you want. With killer deals on last-minute tickets, they're the best price guarantee, and you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun event that you plan on going to. Um, forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, hockey, concerts, baseball, whatever you want. Uh, the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time, will actually credit you 110% of the difference and tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you'll never have to dig through your emails snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on nhl for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on nhl for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed welcome back into the locked on at least podcast it's mike DeStefano. i've got dave morisuti we are in my apartment where we got to uh, witness this game um, and it was a good one, dude. They were able to come back and win this game. Uh, they were, it was 4-1. It was 4-1. 4-1, man. And ended 5-4, and the Maple Leafs had five, and the Tampa Bay Lightning had four. Who are the three stars in this game, Dave? Let's start with the third star, as per usual. Third star, it, it, it's, it's going to be the order of trying to get this right here for me. I'm going to go with Morgan Riley first. Mm-hmm. You know, getting the tying goal, he made, and, and we saw it a few times, making big, big stops when the Leafs are on the power play and gave up those odd man rushes. Yeah, the back checks, the little stick plays. Yeah, a couple of those were huge. I Like, you know, obviously a lot of people were upset about the Alex Kalorn penalty shot. Sorry, the Hagel penalty shot earlier in the game where Morgan Riley didn't make a great play and he had to take the, the yeah. penalty there. Samson I came up big. Yeah. This might be the first time we've mentioned Samson's name in this entire say. podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, this was a game where, yeah, Samsonov didn't have his best start, but he, he, he settled in. As soon as he settled yeah. in, it took him four goals to settle in a little bit there, but eventually he got, he kept the lease, especially in those late moments there. But I thought Morgan Riley, he continues to show why he is the most important defenseman on this Leafs team because there's some, been some defensemen that haven't been up to snuff. Um, themselves and yeah. like they've needed Morgan Riley. Imagine if Morgan Riley was still dealing with a lot of those struggles from the seat from the regular season. Oh man, if that was the case, uh, game two probably would not have gone as swimmingly as it did. Game three probably wouldn't have scored the game winner. And then, I mean, tonight tied the game to yeah. bring it to overtime. Like he's been a part of and a big part of all three of this team's victories here in the postseason. Um, and now he's got that big old shiner. He just looks like he's playing playoff hockey. Looks awesome, if you ask me. It suits him quite well. It really, really does. Um, I've got the power play as my third star of the night. Uh, they they end up scoring twice on the power play tonight, and obviously, you know, the game winner ends up being on on the man advantage. And this time, it was PP two who gets it done. Right? They don't get a lot of opportunity just because you know the first unit tends to take up all of the time, or at least you know eighty percent of the time when they're out there. And uh, so they didn't score on, on their go around and the second unit gets out there and, and all of a sudden they're able to make something happen, you know, a shot from the point high tip and Kerfoot gets a piece of it and, and it goes into the back of the net and you're celebrating. Um, so the power play for me, which and the reason why I think it's so notable is just because how piss poor this power play has been 
in the last three years. I think it's 14% power play the last three years combined. Like, it's just so gross. And, you know, now it's it's up over 30% in this series. It's been it's been everything for the Maple Leafs. This power play has been massive for them. It just, they, you hear all about, like, the power play was supposed to be the Leafs' weapon. I'm trying to remember that quote that Sheldon Key, uh, that was brought up about what, like, They'll take the power plays because the power play is like their thing. It's their weapon. It's their difference maker in a lot of ways. And yeah. it hasn't been in the playoffs. Special teams, if you're special teams. Oh, their strength is in their power play or something yeah. like that. Had to do with like physicality yeah. and like them show. Yeah, I remember that quote. I'm tr- I'll have to remember who said it. But it was like this was what the power play was supposed to be all those years. And. You're seeing the toughness was it our toughness yes, is in our power, our power play. Yeah, our power play yeah, is our it toughness. It was Keith. It was Keith who said that. It was Keith who said that. So, yeah, and like he's right. Like, this power play should be perform should be much better than it has. I think they've even left opportunities on the table in a lot of ways. Yeah, a couple of them have been stinkers. Like don't get yeah. me wrong, but when you're operating, I mean, at at like a thirty-five to forty percent clip. It's a reason why you're up three to one in the series, right? Like five on five, it's been pretty even. I would say Tampa's actually definitely won. I think the five on five numbers to this point, but you know, as per usual, you know the Leafs have been on that other end there where they've won the five on five numbers, but they've lost the special teams battle, and ultimately that's why they've been ousted six straight years. They finally are winning the special teams battle this season, and look how big of a difference it is. They're up three one in this series. And they'll have three cracks to get through to the second round. Um, your second star, Dave. Uh, I'm going to give it to Alexander Kerfoot. I knew you were going to go there. When when he when he scored when the Leafs can scored, we hold on? Can we actually really quickly before we go to Kerfoot? Because you're about to give him flowers, but before you do, let's break him down a little bit. Yeah. Because you were not happy to see Kerfoot no. on the ice. I was I was not happy to see Kerfoot a lot of times on the ice. Uh, it, it's just one of those like you're trying to figure out what what is he trying to do out there, right? Like he's skating, he's moving around out there, but like he's struggling to keep the puck in the zone. He's not really generating much offensively. There's opportunities where he can lay a hit and he lets up on the hit. Like it's just like what is Alexander? And we were talking about, and we're going to discuss Michael Bunting here, and it's just almost like people are wondering who's going to come out. I was ready to like shove Alexander Kerfoot in a suitcase out of town. And then, lo and behold, <laughs> you see the shot from the point, and you see the tip go in, and it took us like a, like we, we it was saw like, who, the goal. Who, who's that? Who, who tipped it? And then we was saw it Kerf- tipped? And then we it saw was it was Kerfoot, and like the, the reaction that we had, I wish we had that live, um, just the reaction of, of us realizing it was Kerfoot, and just, it was like watching, have you ever watched the Mighty Ducks movies? Yep, uh, of course. And you and you realize Goldberg and then Goldberg scores the game winning goal and like the guys are celebrating and they're just like Goldberg Goldberg like, oh it was the the fake knuckle puck yeah yes so it's it was one of those moments where it's just like the unlikely hero yeah yeah that's a like good way to put thing, it one thing the least was we're missing that unlikely hero you hear about that and they've a they haven't gotten that in the last you know few seasons right no. they haven't gotten that key goal. From someone down the lineup here, not expecting to to get it. Yeah. I mean, Camp had a couple last year. Like it's not the first time Kerfoot scored in the playoffs, yeah. but to get a, a to get one in 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 overtime is is a different story. You know what I mean? Like that's that's where you go from from being just like a guy to being 
I don't want to necessarily say that he's, you know, folklore type player now, but no. like there's going to be a lot more respect on his name tomorrow than there has been in, in the past. I, I, was I may have thrown into I, the Discord into the Discord tri- uh, chat that the Leafs won the Nazem Kadri trade well, with that goal. I'll say this. Um, Which they didn't. I'm, I'm not saying that. <laughs> that was a joke. There's a couple There's a couple of quotes that are coming out about that that overtime winner. And this is like, so Alex Kerfoot gets, gets ragged on pretty well by the fan base. Yep. But you know how beloved he is in that locker room and how much Sheldon Keefe actually likes him and, and believes in him. He wouldn't get these opportunities if, if he did not believe in exactly. him. So regardless what the fan base says, like Sheldon Keefe has trust in that player. And he had a really good quote post-game when asked about um, you know how he felt about Alex Kerfoot scoring it. He said he felt at some point or another Alex Kerfoot was going to score a big goal for them. I didn't know when it was going to happen, but a guy who works that hard deserves to be rewarded. And uh, he was rewarded tonight. Uh, Morgan Riley also with a good comment. You just want to grab him like you're so happy for him, you know, to contribute in that way is just crazy. It's like, Bo, you did that literally the day before. <laughs> <laughs> and and I remember the seeing the feeling of a lot of players on the ice when Morgan Riley scored. Yeah. And it was exactly the same for Kerfoot. Yeah. And Hey, maybe this is the start of Alexander Kerfoot just being able to curve season. Yeah, you know, it's it's not like he doesn't try. Like, I'm not saying the guy doesn't try. It's just the execution isn't there for him, and he's, he's just not as like he's a guy who, when he's working hard, things go well for him because mm-hmm. he's a smart player, and you know he can work hard. But he's not physically gifted, and he's like the talent. He's got to work harder than most. You know what I mean? And yeah. and some guys just it's tough to do for eighty two games. It's tough to do for a seven game series, obviously. But um, you know the, he does. I think do a lot of things away from the puck. You know behind the scenes, he's a, he's a penalty killer. You know he's on that second unit. Like he does do a lot for this team, kind of in the background. He's not at the forefront by any means. But he certainly is an important player to this team. Um, but the most important player th- to this team is the guy who uh, collectively gets our number one star for sure. Um, I had Morgan Riley also as my second star, by the yeah. way. But we already talked about him as your third star. Uh, Austin Matthews tonight. Welcome. Welcome to the series, Austin Matthews. I mean, again, it's not like he played poorly going into tonight's game. Like He played good, but I thought tonight he played great. It's yeah. from the first, second period onward, yeah. at the very least. First period, I don't know if anyone played well. They're outshot 12 to 4. Not a whole lot was going on. But from the second period onward, Austin Matthews, um, and more in particular towards the end of the game in the third, put the team on his back, scored two massive goals to get the team back in. It's seven shots on goal tonight, three hits, three block shots, played 25 minutes. Um, he was just phenomenal. That that was the, he's never had a, a statement playoff performance. Is that it? Oh, it's definitely his best playoff performance I've seen. Just because it was when the team needed it, right? He's had he's again he's scored in games for the Leafs, but so it, it's in games where I think the Leafs just were as a team were doing well. But it was clear that they needed someone to pick them up. Ryan O'Reilly's done it. John Tavares has kind of done it. Morgan Riley's done it. 
They needed Austin Matthews to have that moment for himself. I, I just look around the league and I look at the superstars in, yeah. in today's game, right? Kel McCarr, he's had those signature playoff moments. Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid did. Leon Dreisaitl's yeah. obviously done that. You know, Braden Point, Kucherov, Vasilevsky, Stamkos. Like they've, the guys who've won have been able to have these. I know the Edmonton guys haven't won, but Pasternak it's not on them. One. You know, Pasta's done this in the past, but. You know, guy, the, the best players in the league have those those statement games where they rise and they bring their game to a whole um, other level in the playoffs. Matthews hasn't really done that yet. He hadn't no. had that signature performance where it's get on my back, boys. I'm going to lead us to victory. And tonight he finally did. And, and that's, I think, just such a beautiful thing. If you're a Maple Leafs fan yeah. to see this guy, you know, hitting his stride in this series and hopefully he can... He can continue it, man, because the Matthews we saw tonight, the dogged determination every time he hit the puck, attacking in the offensive zone, he was a dangerous man. He was a man on a mission, and it was mission accomplished by the end of the night. And, uh, man, game five can't come any sooner. Yeah, and you just hope that Austin Matthews hasn't, like, just you need one more. If When you're looking to game five and seeing how the Leafs going to pick up that win, Austin Matthews has got to bring. He's got to bring that dog mentality, right? Yeah. We want to see again. I like. We. He's I want, got that dog in him. We saw it tonight. Yes, we he's did. Got that dog in him. We haven't really. And again, we haven't seen when you. When I was looking at the at the comments and a lot of the group chats that I had, it's about how these guys just don't have it, right? They just some of these guys just don't have that it factor. Not in the DNA. And guess what? Austin Matthews showed it is there. Yeah. It's there. And. And I would even say, like, Kerr, uh, Marner still hasn't, hasn't yeah. you know, arrived to what he can be in this series, to what he can be for the Leafs throughout this playoff run. So if you're looking for a positive, it's that they're still not even firing on all cylinders. They haven't reached their ceiling yet. I mean, again, they're up 3-1, but they really have been outplayed in three of these games, I would, I would say, if yeah. you look at the full 60 minutes of these games. Um, maybe it should be flipped, but... You know, again, it's that dogged determination. It's, you know, getting the key saves at the right time from Samsonov and then getting the key goals from some key contributors, you know, late in the game and then playing well in overtime. And next thing you know, it went from a 1-1 series when they went to Tampa and when they arrived, and now they're leaving up 3-1, to taking both of those games. They went full Kawhi Leonard. Full Kawhi Leonard. They went in thinking, yep. hey, if we could get a split. And they, and they said, no, 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 let's take two. Let's take two. They learned. They're starting to learn a little bit there. Like, make it easier on yourself. It's, yes. It's almost like we don't want. They, it's almost like the Leafs are trying to say, we don't want to go back to Tampa. There's no way we want no. to be going back to Tampa. No. And now the the anticipation. Like, I can't wait to see what that arena is going to be like for Game Five. The anticipation. Yeah. Because remember when they were up against the Canadians. No, no one in the building. No one in the building. No fans. And they were in, in you, and you know how the how that game five ended. I don't want to relive that how that series went and then how it all went downhill from there. But <laughs> I, I I just think that even look, the Leafs fans came out in Tampa too. Like let's not let's not kid ourselves. Did you see a fan at the end of the broadcast. Oh, just love him life. What a dude! I wish I was. We're gonna we're gonna there. retweet that from our locked on Leafs account. Go check it out because it honestly like that's a dude who's been through pain. He's yeah. been a lifelong Leaf yeah. fan. He's been through so much pain, yeah. and he can taste. He can taste it. He's like, it's been 20 years, 20 years since we've been through to the second round of the playoffs, and he can taste it. He can't believe it. Like, the guy had hair. 
last time they were in the playoffs. <laughs> so did you, though, Dave, I'm sure. Maybe. I don't know. What, you might have came out the womb without hair or fall off. <sighs> For all I know. <laughs> I've known you since you were 22 years old. It's so look the same, pal. Yeah, I haven't really changed. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very true. It is very true. All right. Um, man, it was, uh, yeah, that was a fun game. That was a really, really fun game to watch. Didn't start out that way. Nope. But it's not how you start. It's how you finish, Dave. Always is. And again, it's not how you start the series. It's how you finish it. They started off so poorly in that game one. But the way that they've been able to finish things off in games two, three, and four, now is the real test, the final test. If they want to get over this hump, do they have that killer instinct in them? They got that dog in them to go out there and put them away in game five. I don't know. But we got a couple of days before we got that game. So we'll have a couple of days to kind of let the let let every let the dust settle here for on on game four before we could start uh, teeing up game five tomorrow and uh, and the next day. And, and there's one big decision that Sheldon Keefe is going to have to make. We'll talk about it tomorrow. But it's what do they do with Michael Bunting, who's now available to you? Do you go back to Bunts? Where does he fit? Who comes out? That's a debate for tomorrow, my friend. We'll chat about that on tomorrow's show. But that'll do it for us here today um, on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms. You receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. Go ahead, leave a like uh, on this video if you're watching on YouTube and a comment down below. The Leafs got that dog in them. Are they going to end this thing in five? Let us know down below if you believe that is going to happen here come Thursday. Uh, we'll be back with another episode for you guys tomorrow. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.